Let's head to the back in action hotline now and talk to our man Craig Boone Jr. What up? What's going on, JC? Good morning, Red Wolf Nation. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, I tell you what, uh, hard to believe it's already Thursday. Hard to believe it is the 21st day of January 2021. I don't know where the time has gone already, but uh, I tell you what, it's perfect timing uh, in the world of uh, NFL playoff talk. And I had a chance to uh, read your AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game preview. Uh, I know you're excited about that, writing for the uh, Urban Conglomerate uh, online. But I want to ask you this. First things first, I'm going to put you on the spot. A-Rodge, TB12, who you got this weekend? I'll go with discount double check. Uh, the only reason why I would go with discount double check this. this I just threw up, Craig. I just threw up. I just want you to know. <laughs> I just threw up. As a Bears fan, I vomited so, in my mouth. And I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I knew you were because, just like you, I'm a Panthers fan, so I wouldn't want Tom Brady to make it to the Super sure. Bowl. But the only reason why I would go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I feel like their offense has hit their stride. Even though – the passing game they have, Devontae Adams and the other wide receivers, their running game has really came along. A.J. Dillon, even though he got hurt last week, really showed glimpse of reason why they picked him in this past draft. Then also look at how Aaron Jones is running, and Williams is also running as well. So their matchup matches up with the Buccaneers' defense, even though they had a bad game. And back in week six, I feel like, they're going to come for revenge, the Packers are, and Aaron Rodgers is going to show that, hey, I should win the MVP, and I'm headed to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, gosh. Greg, it's been a great interview. i got to let you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it does put me in a weird spot. Uh, obviously, there's no team on the planet that I despise, hate, whatever adjective you'd like to use, more than the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I, I cannot stand them. I, I have no problem saying that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing at a ridiculous level. It's almost as if the drafting of Jordan Love just sparked a fire under Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think he's like, hey, young pup, have a seat over there on the bench. Daddy ain't done yet. You know, that's that's exactly. what it it's what it feels like. I mean, this man has passed in the regular season. This is not going to include uh, last week's playoff game. But he's passed for just under 4,300 yards, 48 touchdowns. This is where it gets ridiculous. Five interceptions. This man has attempted over 500 passes and only five interceptions. That is a crazy, crazy number from Aaron Rodgers. And you're definitely right because when you look at it, last year, I want to say their record was 13-3 and again last year, if I'm not mistaken. And, yes, they played bad against the 49ers in the playoffs. But, you know, his offensive coordinator slash head coach, their relationship was kind of rocky. It was. He didn't like how, how he wouldn't allow Aaron Rodgers to actually call the plays at the line, which Aaron Rodgers does well. So I feel like, you know, this offseason they had a man-to-man meeting. Rodgers was like, you know, you're the head coach, but give me some leeway. And their relationship has did a 180 if you've actually compared it to last year. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers, like you said, when Jordan Love got drafted, that was like, oh, okay. 
You think you're going to get, a ri- get rid of me that easily? No, I still had some gas in the tank. And like you said, last, like yesterday's on the show, look at how Phillip Rivers, you got Tom Brady, you got Drew Brees, two quarterbacks supposedly retired, and Aaron Rodgers is up there in age, and he's like still, I'm just like Tom Brady, still have gas in the tank. Well, and you know, you look at this matchup, and, you know, I've, I've always been kind of, I don't want to say a TB12 hater. I respect the dude. Um, you know, I, I do have him as the greatest quarterback in NFL history, uh, whether I like him or not. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Whether I like the Packers or not, uh, you know, I respect Aaron Rodgers' game. Uh, he's caused me a lot of heartache uh, his entire career. Uh, you know, he's been with the Packers. Uh, and this is golly, what his 8,000th year with the Packers. It feels like maybe it just feels that long for me. Uh, but, uh, he's 37 years old and still tearing it up. And then you look who's going to be across the field from him. And you've got another old Wiley veteran in TB 12, who is also playing at a very, very high level. I think it's ironic, Craig, when we look at this and you see this matchup in the NFC, of the two old heads, and then we look over on the opposite side on the AFC, barring, well, I mean, just to, let, let's say this, p- pending con- concussion protocol, we'll have Patrick Mahomes and we will have Josh Allen going at it, two quarterbacks in their 20s who are absolutely playing at an extremely high level as well, and one who's already been there, done that, and has a Lombardi trophy to show for it, it's crazy when we see the the quarterback comparisons uh, in these two championship matchups. Exactly. But I'm going to give a little note for our listeners. These two matchups are rematches from week six. Mm-hmm. I know you asked the question yesterday, what do these two four teams have in common? And I was when I was doing my research, when I was writing, both teams that I think will actually win this week lost back in week six. Right. And when you look at it, like you said, Josh Allen versus hopefully Patrick Mahomes, that is the two young guns. Both are gunslingers, but both can also use their feet. And then, like we said, we have the old, you know, old-timey veterans, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on the NFC. So I really feel like both games are going to really come down to which, which offense can produce more touchdowns and field goals and which defense can get those key stops on both games. This upcoming weekend. You know, I think back to that matchup, uh, the Chiefs-Bills matchup, like you said, in week six. And, um, you know, it wasn't a particularly good day for Josh Allen. Uh, you know, it was it was a very non-Josh Allen day. But when you looked at the score, you're like, okay, it was a nine-point win for the Chiefs uh, at that point. Josh Allen was 14-27, 122 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Nothing fancy. Ran the ball for another 42 yards, but they didn't really, I mean, really not a great output offensively uh, for the Bills in that matchup. And even when you kind of look at what the Chiefs did, you know, very pedestrian for them uh, as well at that point. I mean, they didn't put up just phenomenal numbers. Uh, They rushed for over 200 yards on the ground, but 161 of those 245 yards came from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's not available and will not be in this game. But, of course, at that time, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell either as another as another uh, key cog in that running back core. But I look at these two matchups, and, and I'll say this. Regardless of how these things play out, I think we're in store for a, for a fun Super Bowl. 
Exactly. I really feel like these four teams really either match up, whoever wins is going to be a great Super Bowl. Two, two high-power offenses and defenses that, you know, can get a couple of stops here and there. Um, it's definitely going to be an interesting weekend. Hopefully it's not a blowout on one side of the ball and it's a boring game for either conference. That is always one thing I think about, Craig. It is. Uh, we're joined here by Craig Boone Jr. on the Back in Action hotline of the uh, UrbanConglomerate.com. That's the one thing that worries me. You know, you, you kind of get built up all week long. And, you know, we're, we're always hungry for football. But we, we have this buildup all week long. And you're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have Mahomes and Allen. We're going to have Brady and Rodgers. And this is going to be phenomenal. And then, boom, you know, it's like either a blowout or they lay an egg. And you're like, what? What is this? It looks like to me these, these, two, these two matchups and these four teams – I don't know that there's just a whole lot that we're going to be able to take from week six at this point because a lot has happened since week six. These these teams are not the same teams as they were in week six. You got to think that was very early on in the season. Everybody adjusting to the pandemic and the protocols and, you know, to be honest, didn't have a normal offseason because of the pandemic. And so I don't know how much we're going to be able to take from these early matchups in week six that we can actually apply to this weekend. Exactly. And we can go down the track of each team, Buffalo, their defense, run defense has really improved since week six. Just look at last week when they played Lamar Jackson in their run heavy offense, how they stopped their offense and only gave up three points. Yep. Then look at Kansas City, their air raid type of offense, but they have a balanced type of offense and defense because they feed off of each other, just like against the Browns. Defense came up big for the Chiefs, forcing a turnover right before halftime. Then look at Tampa Bay. They have meshed with Antonio Brown coming in. Leonard Fournette showed up. Even though they have Roland Jones, their lead back, Fournette really had a great game. And their defense is no slump as well because their defense is led by their um, impressive Pro Bowl linebacker. Then you have Green Bay, top five offense. So we should be in store for an entertaining weekend. But like we say, hopefully it's not a one-sided affair in either of those games come Sunday. Well, and you know what it is. You, you, you know what it is. As much as we would like to talk about offense for these four teams, because all four of them can score, typically what's, what's the cliche thing that we say in the world of sports? What wins championships? Defense. Bingo. And so I'm I'm looking at these four teams and, and I'm 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 trying to pick out, okay, let's not get caught up in the offensive game. Let's let's talk which of these four teams, which teams have the best defense. And I'm inclined to say that the level of play for the Buffalo Bills on the defensive side of the ball has been extremely high. You got to think they have not lost since Hale Murray, you know, and that was, it's one of those, you can call it a fluke if you want to, whatever, but that Hail Mary pass uh, against Arizona, that Hail Mary that was thrown against them. And that was their last time that they lost. I mean, prior to that, I mean, we're looking at a two loss team. If that Hail Mary doesn't happen from Kyler Murray to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 
We're we're talking about a two-loss Buffalo team who I still continue to just scream from the rooftops that they're not getting the respect they deserve. I'm not sure that they are not the best defensive team of these four teams. And exactly, but look at their head coach. Yep. Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded coach. Yep. He came from the Eagles, then went to Carolina, led us to a Super Bowl, helped with the defense, and then got a head coaching job with the Bills. Since he's been there for three years, you can see the culture change of how he's running his, his organization. Just like last year when they lost the detections off a, a miracle pass from Deshaun Watson, they're actually a legitimate AFC contender since he's been there and changed the culture of that whole organization. Even though they have offensive explosive power, that defense is the key cog what gives them the energy each and every game. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, before I shift gears on you, let the the listening and viewing family know uh, where they can check out your AFC Championship and NFC Championship game previews. Yes, sir. So just like JC said, it'll be on theurbanconglomerate.com. And if JC can actually tag it in on Facebook mm-hmm. or, you know, spell it out for me, so sure yes, I have a couple of pieces up there. The AFC, NFC, I had a NBA preview for a couple of our NBA fans, but I'm going to be doing a couple of pieces coming up probably in the next two weeks. May do a Super Bowl preview, but I'm actually, you know, got a couple of things in the works that hopefully our listeners can be looking out for down the road. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to shift gears for you a little bit and, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little A-State football. I, I know, uh, I know you're pretty excited uh, about the addition and uh, of Coach Butch Jones and, of course, the staff that he's put together. Uh, I can tell you this, on the recruiting side of things, uh, they're off and running. Going to be pretty excited to see what they wrap up uh, on National Signing Day next month uh, to finish out this class. But I would also kind of tell everybody I, I'd keep an eye on some, uh, some late ads as well maybe uh, prior to fall camp or during fall camp before the fall semester uh, begins. I, I think that this uh, staff is is doing a, a wonderful, wonderful job of hitting the ground running and uh, trying to retool this A-State football team. Your thoughts uh, on the hiring of Coach Butch Jones? I was shocked. That's the first word I was. Definitely shocked. I texted you on the side. I was like, is this legit? You were like, yes, it's definitely legit. Remind me whenever I was in school at A-State how we got Gus Malzahn. Definitely, I can feel the fire back in the atmosphere in Jonesboro. So I feel like we've had open arms for all of our coaches, but I feel like, you know, everybody's looking for that top expertise A-State football when we had Freeze, we had Gus, we had Harson. I feel like the atmosphere has changed again where that excitement for the fans is hey, let's see what Butcher Jones can do. And then for him coming from the University of Alabama, working with the GOAT of coaches, Nick Saban. So I feel like it's definitely excitement in the atmosphere for Jonesboro fans. And I hopefully with the pandemic, I can make at least a game or two. I haven't been back at home of Jonesboro, but I'm definitely excited for A-State football this year. You know, and that's a that's a really good comparison. I've had some people asking me, like, you know, JC, what do you think? And, you know, for, for me, the the excitement, the interest level, things like that, it does feel very Gus Malzahn-ish. Um, I, I remember way back then, 
uh, I had kind of put it out on social media. Hey, uh, this is what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing that Coach Gus Malzahn is going to be the next head coach of Arkansas State. I uh, had a whole bunch of people at that point in time uh, basically asked me if I had been drinking, uh, if I'd fell off my rocker, uh, you know, all these things because they didn't believe me. Uh, they didn't believe me at the time. And then, of course, it became official. And, well, then my social media was silent for some reason. I don't know why. It's funny how that works. Uh, but, you know, the same thing, like from an energy standpoint, an excitement standpoint, it's very similar with Coach Butch Jones. And a lot of it does surround the fact of his time now uh, – being right next to coach Nick Saban, being a part of that Alabama staff. And, uh, you know, also the, the staff that he's assembled has really energized the fan base as well. And I, I know there's a lot of excitement uh, about this upcoming season uh, here at Arkansas state. Yes, sir. Like I said, I'm definitely kind of sort of between the bushes looking every time to see when we get a transfer and we get a recruit or exactly how the staff is going along. But I definitely, Love the video I saw from the football program on Twitter, those guys working out. So you can tell the energy is there. But you got to put the product on the field, and I feel like we should have a better season than we had last year. Crossing my fingers. Yeah, no doubt. Well, before I let you go, uh, kind of one last question for you. Uh, I want to I wanna ask you, Craig, what have you learned about yourself since the pandemic began in March to where you are now what's something what is one thing you've learned a lesson whatever it may be since the pandemic began don't take advantage of family spend as much time as you can with family i know people that have actually lost loved ones you know live your best life each and every day don't have a regret that oh i didn't do this um yesterday so i can do it today take advantage each day that we have and thank God that we, you know, we're on this earth. I actually hate that we actually had to lose so many people to a pandemic, but hopefully, you know, better days are coming where we all can, you know, enjoy friends and family, spend time, go out, you know, enjoy life. But, you know, I pray for those individuals who have actually lost loved ones due to this pandemic. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, my friend, it's good. We'll catch up again. We'll do it again. Keep writing away. Keep cranking out those stories on the urbanconglomerate.com. It's going to be an exciting weekend of NFL action, and we'll definitely, definitely get together and do this thing again. Yes, sir. Let me shout out my mom, Tanjira R. Cook. I know I did see her on there. Thanks for listening in, Mom, and thank you for whoever else is listening to, um, to us this morning. You guys have a great day. See you, my friend. There we go. Uh, my man, Craig Bone, Jr., uh, right there live on, uh, the, uh, back in action hotline. I'll share, I'll share the, uh, the two previews on my social media. I'll put them out. Y'all want to check them out. Uh, give my man Craig some feedback. Uh, he's really just now getting into this. Uh, he's starting to do a little bit more writing and whatnot, and he's going to delve right in, climb into it. And uh, I know he's going to do extremely, extremely well, uh, cause sports is his passion a lot, like a lot of us. And uh, he's going to do some things, and I'm excited uh, to see what he does in the very, very near future. Thank you to my man Craig Boone Jr. for joining us. All right, it's 1052. I'm going to hit a quick break. I'll come back. I'll put uh, a little bow on hour number one. We'll get it wrapped up before the top of the hour break. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about. Hey, today's Calmer Solutions Hot Topic of the Day, A-Rods, TB12. Who you rolling with this weekend? 
You want to talk about a heavyweight title fight? Oh, yeah. I think we've got two of them this weekend. Yeah, don't give up on the Bills. You might want to believe in the Bills. I've been saying it all week. Believe in the Bills. TB12, A-Rod, who you got on that side? We'll talk more about it. 1053 RWRC Radio, listed and sold by Dustin White Realty, live here in the Unico Bank Studios, right here on 96.9 The Ticket.